What's up, folks? This is Matt Barlow from Ashes of Aries. This is Adrian Cowan from Seven Spires. I'm Corey Hoffing from Crimson Shadows. Hi, this is Mark from Dragon Force. Hi, guys. This is Sabrina from Seven Kingdoms, and you're listening to The Great Metal Debate. Hey metal fans, battered from their adventure with the Crypt of Blades and having survived the Lich Spire, the weary collective known as Throne of Iron find themselves in the polis of Indiana. Seeking a locale to slake their thirst and perform music, they enter a local tavern, the Black Circle. Within, they are approached by a strange figure wielding an unfamiliar mechanism in his hands. He raises it towards you. Roll to save. You fail your saving throw and now find yourself on the Great Metal Debate. Tucker, thanks for taking the time today, man. Hey, thanks for cornering me. <laughs> All right. We're here at Black Circle Brewing, where Throne of Iron is performing on a killer lineup of bands, including Lavaborn and Curse Blade. First, how did you all come to play on this bill? So this was our comeback show. We haven't actually played any shows since our last one in March of 2020 in Chicago with Master Sword. Um, I knew Sean from Wise Blood Records and... All of my bands have kind of had Black Circle as our hub of operations for the last five years or so, so we're pretty tight with the crew here. And uh, when Sean started putting together a uh, traditional heavy metal and uh, doom metal bill, he immediately knew to get a hold of us. And so this is your first and only live performance of 2021? Yes, it is. Yep. We're, after this, we're going to be battening down the hatches and getting to work on our second full length. Oh, well, I definitely want to ask you more about that. How excited are you to hit the stage uh, again after so long off? Like, that's got to be exciting but a little intimidating. This is the longest that I have gone without being on a stage since I was 16 years old, and I'm 30, <laughs> to put that in perspective. Uh, so it's, it's a little daunting. Um, I'm a little nervous. But I, I think we've we've done some rehearsals, so I think we're we got it in the bag. And I'd have to think, thinking back the history when you released your first full length, this is like for some of these folks, this will be the first time to hear these songs played live. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially for some of the actually, there's a lot of the material on the full length we have been playing up here. But there's material that was on the Crypto Blade split that we're actually going to be playing here for the first or maybe second time ever. Uh, yep. <laughs> that's, I'm excited to hear that because that's some killer material. I, talk to me about what the past year's been like for you as both a musician but also like as a metal fan. Like, what's it been like to get through this? I know for myself it's been kind of rough, but... Well, I kind of dropped off the radar for a little bit there. I hadn't actually gone to see any live shows until our drummer's other band, Grave Ripper, did their album release show here uh, a few months back. So that was the first show I'd come out to, again, since March of 2020. Uh, for the most part, I mean, in life, I'd just kind of been laying low, working on some music here and there, not just Throne of Iron. I have a few other projects that I'm working on that I haven't really talked about just yet. Um, in between that, I mean, I moved back to my hometown. I bought a house there. So that's been an interesting transition. My career's kind of changed up a little bit as well. So I've just kind of been staying as busy as I can, but without the uh, 
without being able to play gigs <laughs> being yeah. tossed into the mix as well. Yeah. But thank, because of that, it's kind of been a mixed bag. Um, there's some business blessings in there because I, I don't think I would have been able to get my finances and everything else in order to buy a house if I had just been gigging as much as we were before everything came down. But, yeah, things happen. And now we're in an even better place uh, to get work on album two. Maybe a chance to kind of refocus and and think through things. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Grave Ripper. I got to see them earlier this year outside Cincinnati. They're awesome, man. That was uh, that was a great performance. Jacob's been an awesome, awesome addition to that band as well. Oh, it's only made him a better drummer for this band as well. <laughs> uh, now, if you wouldn't mind, and for folks who aren't familiar, can you give us a quick sketch of how the band Throne of Iron came together? Sure. Um, I mean, the, the the egg of this band had kind of been laid in my head when I first started getting into heavy metal. I was There was kind of this weird cross-pollination happening where I was getting into tabletop role-playing and heavy metal at the same time. I was about 13 or 14. So I had, my, uh, I had an older cousin who went off to the Marines, and he left all of his his first generation D&D manuals at my aunt's house. I was hanging out there a bunch and it was a combination of reading the monster manual, reading the Dungeoneer's Guide, and having the 80's metal block on a VH1 classic on Saturday mornings kind of <laughs> pummeling my head. So this, co- this cross-pollination between rolling dice and like wasp just kind of <laughs> happened in my head. And uh, then fast forward fucking, what, a decade and a half later, and I am in exactly the band that I wanted to be in when I was 14. Um, it, was, it was just kind of trying to find people who were nerdy enough to get on board. So basically, the band actually started in the summer of 2018. I helped our now other guitar player, Corwin, I helped him move, and I got really, really shithouse drunk, and I went home and I put out the three, I recorded and wrote the three song demo that night, put it out the next day, and then ten days later, we got our offer from No Remorse Records to put out a full length, and it's just been kind of rolling nonstop ever since then. So I recorded the demo myself. It was a one-man band when it first started out, but then I had Jacob, who was the drummer in my then-band, Thorax, or kind of like a stoner noom band, Uh, had him join up, had Corwin join up, because he was like the best guitar player I knew, and I knew he'd dig the stuff, and we've just been kind of doing our thing ever since. Can you talk a little about that demo and what that release did for you as far as people hearing your music and resonating with the thought process behind it? I mean, it was overnight in terms of what that demo did. Like I said, it was maybe 10 days after it dropped that we got the No Remorse offer and I had to actually put a band together. Um, <laughs> it, it was that combined with... Uh, Bandcamp did a Bandcamp releases of the month for, I think it was July 2018. That that got us a bunch of eyes on us. And then again, when Sarah over at Banger TV, she did a little blurb about us at the end of one of her reviews. And that made us explode more than just about anything else. So it was that was the beginning of kind of the avalanche. You already mentioned your first full-length album released in February 2020. Uh, So how long had those songs been in development? Did they come together right after the demo, or what what was the process for uh, creating those? Pretty much every song on the full-length was written within a month after the demo dropped. Wow. uh, Corwin and I, we write songs very, very, very fast. 
just we don't like to overthink things we whatever feels good whatever <laughs> whatever makes us smile at goofy idiots and whatever makes us feel like we're listening to Manila Road for the first time again is kind of what we go with <laughs> uh now, uh, this past year, you all did release via Bandcamp a live mini-album, Second Winter Live and Raw in Chicago, recorded right before the pandemic. I think the show you mentioned with Master Sword. Tell me about that recording and the thought process behind releasing some live versions of that material. Well, really, uh, we'd sat on the the uh, the live rip of that recording because it was actually a straight from the board recording was just like the raw stems for every individual instrument on there and I, I self-engineer all of our releases um, so I had the means to do something with it I just kept forgetting that I had it honestly <laughs> um, so I realized that that had been sitting in my hard drive for the better part of I don't know a year and a half and I just decided, like, well, we haven't put anything out. We've been a little quiet, so let's come back with a bang. And I listened to the tracks, and it all sounded pretty on point. My voice was a little blown out, but I think I was chain-smoking because I hate driving in Chicago. So, uh, <laughs> But, no, it all came together pretty quickly. I barely had to do anything to make it come together and gel. And, uh, no, people seem to be digging the hell out of it. It's kind of like a window into uh, a live show with us without the video obviously but you know we're working on some of that as well and how did you guys get hooked up with uh, the folks in master sword who are awesome by the way they actually approached us to hop on that gig um because at the time we were kind of split between indiana and chicago corwin our other guitar player was living in chicago at the time so we had definitely like a presence up there we played up there at least twice before that and uh We'd shown a lot of face at Legions of Metal Fest 2019, which we are slated to play in 2022, or it was originally 2020, and then 2021. Yeah. It kept getting pushed back, so this is the 2020-slash-2022 Legions of Metal. Uh, we are going to be there. <laughs> we uh, are also going to be playing with Master Sword again in August for Mad with Power Fest in Madison, Wisconsin, which is a fantastic festival. Oh, it's, I would argue, one of the best in North America, man. Yeah, you guys, yeah. Ty, Ty Christian runs a very tight ship, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I went to Mad with Power in August with uh, my neighbor, Jason Roach, from, uh, Icefall Records, who put out the Crypto Blade split. He's, he actually lives across the, the street from me. Uh, he and I went up there and had an absolute blast of a time. Yeah, it's it's so well done. You're right. Ty does a, a remarkable job. He's I don't know what's in his veins, but yeah. So I, I got to I actually the month before that I got to spend the night at Ty's house because I was going to visit our artist David Paul Seymour. He lives up in uh, Minneapolis. So I, I stopped on kind of the halfway point to hang out with Ty, and he let me crash at his spot. And we, we talked shop on everything related to doing this whole DIY heavy metal thing. And that, that man's got things figured out. Uh, I, I recommend any band who is trying to figure out what their next step should be in terms of marketing or doing this thing from a technical aspect, talk, talk to Ty. He's a friendly enough dude. Tell him I sent you. Tell him he smells nice. I'm sure he'd like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, thinking about both uh, your band, Throat of Iron, and Master Sword, it kind of brings to mind a topic that we've debated a number of times on our podcast, which is, and this term is used 
uh, derisively oftentimes kind of the gimmick metal idea you know sometimes that's very subtle emphases but then you also have acts like Oakley Dokley and Galactic Empire uh, from your perspective and maybe commenting on what you all do in particular what's the balance if any that you want to have between kind of the the raw music and the, the stylistic elements that you put out there I uh, I kind of have experience doing this kind of thing because I've done a gimmick band before <laughs> gimmick band from before Throne of Iron um, yeah, I hate even using that term because it I mean, sounds like it's I mean I, I I'm a fan of wrestling so it's okay oh. <laughs> I, that word that's not a dirty <laughs> word to me um, so I, before this I, I had a uh, grind power violence band themed around Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So every song was a different Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. So I'm acutely familiar with this, and I, I when it comes to the reasoning for doing it, uh, it's, it's thematic and it helps with like imagery and all that, but the big thing with me is that having something that I can focus in on thematically uh it helps me write. Um, the big thing that I always think about is there There were always guidelines back when they were making the Wile E. Coyote cartoons. They had, like, these sets of rules that they had to write around, to write the plot around. And I always like having that. I've, I've always found that if I have some kind of limitation for a creative process, I can kind of hone in and have a little bit more consistent output. Uh, in terms of how we do things, I mean, we've had people, like, when we first started the band especially, who were like, oh, so, like, are you guys going to, like, wear armor on stage and stuff? It's like, no, there's other bands that do that better than us and they have their their handiwork is better so we, we kind of have like the, the character meta of the characters that we're playing aren't the characters in the game they're the guys at the table playing the gotcha. game because i think that's a little more relatable to a bunch of people <laughs> we're we're the band that i i corwin and i have talked about this at length uh we're the band that i think that if there were like a pizza delivery guy picking up like a shitty six pack after getting off of work like we would be what he listens to on the drive home is what i'm striving for here i like that aesthetic man that's 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 one that i can get behind count me among those who are in favor of it Mm -hmm. i endorse it so beginning to wrap up with you man uh following the show tonight at black circle what are the band's plans going forward and you've mentioned some of them but you might restate the legions and and other things um and then also so when can fans expect to hear the follow-up to Adventure One? So right after this gig, we're going to be going dark up until, you know, May for Legions of Metal, I would assume, unless something else comes up and, you know, the world opens up maybe a little bit more. Um, but for the most part, we're going to be working on the follow-up to Adventure One uh, creatively. Right now it's titled Adventure Two. Uh, you can imagine that. <laughs> uh, but if, if musically, I, I think in terms of how the material is going to sound, uh, it's going to be a lot more in common with the Crypt of Blades split than the full length. It's going to be a lot more more percussive and dare I say muscular (laughs) in terms of how it sounds. We're self-engineering that one again just because it did work out pretty damn well. Last time I think we captured the vibe of what we were going for for the Dirty Basement recording. So we are once again recording in a different basement, which is mine since I own a house now. Um, (laughs) It's helpful. Yeah, I think we're just going to be focusing mostly on getting that second full length done and out there and figuring out a release date for that as soon as we can. Awesome. A lot for fans to look forward to. Uh, Finally, what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Throne of Iron, including that full-length debut album, Adventure One? So the best way to get tunes from us is over at our Bandcamp page, which is just uh, throneofiron.bandcamp.com. And for shirts, you could either go through there or throneofiron.bigcartel.com. 
Either of those options work just dandy for picking up shirts. We have a few new designs coming out, and uh, we're always on the lookout for more artists. So if you do cool shit and you like what we do, get a hold of us. Well, Tucker, I'm excited to see you guys play tonight. It's going to be an awesome bill. I don't know if I'll make it to Legions. I'm definitely going to be at Mad with Power again in August, so I'll see you there, man. Uh, best of luck, and I'll definitely be, wherever method you have down, pre-ordering that uh, follow-up album uh, to get that. Thanks so much for taking the time, man. Hey, thanks for having me. And if you really want to be st- stay tuned for uh, pre-orders for the second full length, just follow us on Bandcamp because uh, it issues notifications. Bandcamp's a wonderful tool. If you're a band and you don't have it, get on it. <laughs>